Odd Father Podcast with Chris Matthews and Pete Court. Hi, this guy here is Chris. He used to be a research scientist in the field of molecular biology until, he reckons, God told him he wanted him to look after a suburban church. And this is Pete, who used to be in commercial media until he became a novelist and started teaching people how to be highly creative. One thing we have in common, we've both met God. Yep, and we love people, but we really love God and we love being his children. But we both find being God's kids can be baffling. So, that's why we got together, not to find the answers, but to try and find the right questions. For the first time ever on The Odd Father, we have a special guest. Aiden, how are you doing, bro? Am I the first one? You're the first person in yeah. studio. Wow. For legal reasons. <laughs> we haven't been able to have thanks, anyone in Thanks, yet. guys. No, no, it's, privilege. it's great to have you in. A lot of folk have been putting in questions uh, on, on the email and emailing in questions, which has been rather challenging, yeah. which is great. But first time we've managed to drag you in. Wanted to do so because you're, you're a radio talker and you're used to being in this sort of situation. Sort of, yeah. <laughs> Aiden in the Arbo is where most people would know you from. If not, uh, your podcast, Songs That Changed You. Yes. Just, just quickly, that, that basically is a, a, an interview or a chat with somebody who's well-known or has a great story, and they tell you about the song that changed them. Yeah, so I guess it's hard for people to talk about their faith. In, yeah. in a lot of circumstances, it doesn't just organically pop up, but people do seem to get excited to talk about a song. That's and, true. And, and, mm. and when the two intersect, I yeah. think that's kind of where my podcast sits, where we can discuss somebody's faith or a, or a part of their journey and battle with God and, and that sort of relationship that they've come to through a song that's led them there. So that's what, what the I, aim is. Yeah. yeah, what I find amazing is that everybody has that, that thing. Everybody has that, God was such a... or I was stoned, you know, everything was horrible and nobody's going to come up to you and go, hey, Aiden, how you going? Let me tell you about how my life sucks. Um, but there will always be that song. You're mm. right. There's, there's something that brings them to that point. And songs have a power to transport you back to a certain time. Oh, so yeah. like you hear a song and you're like, all of a sudden I'm 13 again and I feel anxious <laughs> and oh, I wonder if this girl actually likes me, you know, all that sort of stuff. <laughs> like you hear a song and it transports mm. you back. So like, like all these memories are captured yeah. in this three and a half minutes of a song. Yeah. Um, and it's really awesome to, to sort of have those conversations with yeah. people and things. And, and I know from my own story, listening to those songs now, they come up and you go, you know, it's, it's still all there. But, yeah. the, but the healing has happened, which is really cool. Yeah, and like, you know, I say, you know, a song that's changed you, but some people have multiple, you know, like yeah. there's, there's different moments in people's yeah. lives yeah. And, and some of them are big, over-the-top type stories and some of them are just little stories like I heard this song and found out a friend was into it and now we're friends and we've been friends ever since type (laughs) thing I found my click I found my niche I found my people through that song it's cool you know would you have one Chris a song that changed you off the top of your head well I've been dreading you asking me that question ever since you started talking what have we got yeah hit me I mean uh, or what? would you rather have is there a science fiction novel that has changed your life that's <laughs> more likely well yes uh, attached to a song oh okay go on um, so Joe Holderman's book The Forever War oh yeah, yeah. Uh, I cannot read unless I'm listening to the Moody Blues to our children's children's children Ooh, okay. and that's the whole album but the, oh. the the song that sticks out for me from that is I never thought I'd live to be a hundred. Oh, cool and that has very strong connotations. I can't listen to the song without wanting to read that book. 
and the book doesn't feel the same unless I'm playing the song while I'm reading And where it. were you when you heard that for the first time and how old were you and what was the scene that surrounded it? I was just out of high school. Uh, my parents had just separated. Okay. And... <laughs> I'd gone to oh. visit my father with his new girlfriend. Wow. And she had that album. I'd never wow. listened to the Moody Blues before in my life. Mm-hmm. And I was desperate to do something. And I put this record on and played it and picked up this book. And that was it. Wow. So, yeah, it's got very strong yeah. memories for me. Music is an amazingly powerful thing, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. The podcast, Why We're Here, mm-hmm. is that the other book that is amazingly powerful um, that we all agree is the Bible. We spend so much time talking about how we don't get it and how confusing and how baffling it is. Um, last podcast, we were talking about the King James and all these different versions of the Bible and how they come about and how weird that is. And Yes. What, what's your question for us? What do, what do you want to throw at the oddlies? All right, so I want you to agree to a couple of premises before I throw out the question. <laughs> oh, there's rules now. Oh, right. Okay, so the premise that I first want to put to you is that Jesus in the Bible, you know, mm. here for 33 years. But before that, he was there as well. Not on earth, but he was part of... Can we all agree that God, Jesus, been around, they're all one and they've been around forever. It's the same. Jesus was there when God was creating the earth. It's the same God all in one. Are we? Can yeah. we... I think we can be theologically on the same page. Okay, yeah. all right. Okay, all good. Right. All right. Speaking all right. for myself, I don't, I don't know about Pete. He okay. has some yeah, weird right. theological all right. ideas. All right. <laughs> yeah, blame me. So Jesus, when he's walking around 33 years, he's telling lots of stories, lots of parables, mm. lots of examples, mm. never really tells too many people what to do, but mostly tells stories and they're all analogies of how you need to live your life and yeah. how you need yeah. to learn from this story and pick up what you will through these examples. I think one of the one of the points that when we started doing this podcast was that Jesus asked 100 or so questions but gave only like four answers. Yeah, and yeah. He, he hopes and that the, you're the, led the parables to that on your like, own. Yeah, ask your own questions, yeah. 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 So with all that in mind, why do we take the Old Testament 100% literally... <laughs> Because we've got a God that walked the earth that was very into storytelling mm. and analogies and lessons to mm. be learned through these parables. But where's that God in the first half of the Bible? Like, is he not the same creative God? Why are we taking this part literally, but this part we're happy to be... No, that's just a story. That didn't actually happen. There wasn't really, um, you know, the seeds and, you know, all the other There wasn't that parables. guy lying by the side of the road on the way to Samaria or the Samaritan well, I think that story. one might have happened. But anyway, oh, no, no, no. <laughs> I, I, think that, I think that's actually a parable. Yeah, I think, but, and that, that is a story that he made up about know, stuff that happened. You know what I mean? Like, as in, yeah. like we've got all this storytelling. We're, yeah. we're told our God is a creative God. He's, he loves yeah. stories and things. But the whole Old Testament, we're told to believe verbatim, literally, mm. this all happened and there's no storytelling. But but is it the same God? I don't, I'm confused. So seven days, creation had to be. Oh, yeah. well. I mean, Which, that sort of thing. That yes, sort of yeah. thing. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well, there yeah. really was a, a giant sea monster that swallowed up a person and he lived in there for yeah. a few days and then spat him out. Like, or, or, or two of each type of animal came to a boat and they all got along harmoniously inside this boat. And, mm. uh, yeah. Look, I'm not mocking. There's no part of me that's pointing out which story it is that I think... You know what I'm trying to say? Like, yeah. I, yeah, yeah, I yeah, just yeah. think there's a lot of storytelling well, there Well, I think well. what you've missed is the fact that <laughs> the Old Testament... It's called that because it's old and therefore it has a gravitas, yeah, which yeah. basically means old things lose their sense of humour. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, that's, that's um, the thing, isn't it? Like we've but, we've translated that yeah. so many different times that surely there's some parts that were meant to rhyme and they don't rhyme anymore because we're yeah, in different yeah, that's language. True. That's, or, true. that's yeah. very true. In fact, there are stories that well, let's get controversial here. There were stories that were written for the Jewish version of Saturday Night Live. Okay, uh, and the story of. Um, Jonah? Jonah and the whale. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was yeah. going to say Daniel. I'm thinking, no, that wasn't a whale. He's with the lions. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I get, I, get my, I get my gravitas stories mixed up. Uh, <laughs> Jonah and the, and the whale, and of course that's a, a really bad way of describing it because do you know how the, the, the whale gets three sentences Yeah. in the whole thing? Yeah. There's four chapters in Jonah. Yeah. <laughs> the whale gets three sentences. Um, so it's about Jonah. Mm. But if you read the first section of Jonah... Um, Apart from the fact that his name is a joke, um, because we know that Jonah was a, a pretty crap prophet. Right. Uh, he's mentioned elsewhere, the Book yeah, of Kings, yeah, yeah, I yeah. think. That's right. Um, yeah. And he's a prophet for a king who's pretty lousy. And dodgy. He, it, yeah, yeah. It, and they're the dodgy brothers, yeah. basically. And so um, uh, he, he, the first line says, that The prophet Jonah, son of Amitar, mm. I think it is, which translated means faithful son of Dove. And of course, if you'd said that to a Jewish audience at about the time it was written, they'd have laughed their heads off, right? Because they knew Jonah wasn't. It wasn't. That, it wasn't yeah, uh, yeah. And and there's this whole story about yeah. how he, he <clears throat> God speaks to him and he goes down to Joppa, down to the docks, down to the ship, down to the bottom of the ship, and goes down to sleep. Yes. And there's this cascading rhyme that goes in it, which set is setting an audience up for yeah. um, a ridiculous scenario. It's, a, it's equivalent of the wheels on the bus go around. Yeah. yeah. yeah uh, and so of... there are these hooks mm. in, in the Jewish, uh, or sorry, the Hebrew mm. part of the story that we never get in English. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and we don't like to expose, and of course, uh, as a, um, just as a disclaimer here, of course, this is a theory held by many theologians. There are also many theologians who would roll over in their graves, or if they're not dead, at least want to hit me, um, for, if, suggesting... for suggesting that, that there is anything okay. comical about the book of mm-hmm. Jonah. Um, but the Hebrew lends itself to that. It was a, a cautionary tale told to make people laugh, because for anybody who's priest yeah. knows that if you can make the congregation laugh, they I've will never it. forget what you said. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, and so, and I don't think that's the only one. Um, so is the God telling the story of Jonah, or is the, like the story of yeah. Jonah, is that the same as Jesus talking about camels going through the eye of a needle or, you know, whatever the stories of that Jesus tells that are also quite satirical? I, oh, I, I, yeah. I think so. Um, he's trying to get a point across and the, and the point is, uh, and one of the funniest points in, in Jonah is that this ship that he's on, mm. he gets them to toss him overboard Throw him over, yeah. because he's the one causing all the problem. Yeah. These people then go to make landfall because the storm goes away. The first thing they do is go to a temple and give their allegiance to Yahweh. Mm. And so there's this whole thing about the prophet of God is is off on a wild <laughs> goose chase and all these heathens he's on a boat with give their lives to the Lord. Yeah. And it's like, who are these men of God we're supposed to be following? Yeah. You know, what, who, this yeah. Jonah doesn't sound like a really great example yeah. of a, a prophet to me. Yeah. yeah, well, so I just feel like we get so bogged down as Christians with like, you know, seven days and, and, and all this stuff where it's like, if you don't believe that, you're not a real Christian and mm. stuff. Whereas I kind of go... 
I think there's a lot more storytelling there mm. as to which story <clears throat> it is, whether it be Jonah, whether it be creation, whether it be mm. Noah's Ark or any of the other stories. Like, I just don't think we should be holding ourselves to this, like, it all has yeah. to be yeah. 100%. That's what happened. Yeah. Because why can't and God be teaching us a lesson through that story? Yeah. Mm. And I think example. I think that's really I think that's really that's a really powerful place to get to to be able to and we were talking about this in the last podcast about being able to just sit back and be with the stuff that you don't understand until you do understand it and talking with others. We were reading I was reading Ezekiel. He's nuts. Ezekiel is just that's not an easy book to read. But God's just throwing stuff at him and he's doing all this weird stuff and people are getting killed left, right, and center. And there's one bit where God says to Ezekiel that I want you to cook bread. Here's all this stuff. I want you to cook this bread and I want you to cook it over dried human poo. That's, that's it, dried human excrement. That's what he says. And, and Ezekiel says to God, hang on, if I do that, I will be unclean. And I have never done anything to make myself unclean ever. And God says, oh, okay, use dried cow poo then. And it's what the whole thing so came better. to me. Mm. The whole thing came to me then. At that point, it's not about God smiting all these people or doing all this stuff to make people realize that they're wrong. It's about God wanting to have a conversation. And all of the other stuff is just what they were talking about before they got to the bit where Ezekiel said, can we chat about this? And God said, yeah. sure we can. And those little sparks are all through the Old Testament. The history stories, and this was this was one part of the history of it as well. That, and that's where I think the Jesus is just the classic example of God going, "Hey, let's stop with all this smiting and stuff. Let's just talk yeah. here. Have a person to talk to." And I think that's why it's the New Testament. I think that's the difference. It's yeah. really parental what you were talking about. After all, what small child doesn't want to talk to their parents about poo? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, you know, you can't escape the fact that there's a the universal fascination <laughs> for that sort of thing. It's true. It's true. So, Aidan, thanks, thanks for joining us and throwing that question in, which we haven't answered. <laughs> but um, the God of the Old Testament, Jesus in the New Testament, the God of the New Testament. How do you guys both see God as God of both? the Old Testament and the New Testament because we're told God never changes mm. and yet you look at those two collections of stories and they are really different mm. so what's what's the similarity that we see there over to you Aiden. oh you're the expert <laughs> I, I normally just say I shut up God boy you tell me no, I, I come with the question oh. <laughs> oh, you thought you were going to get the easy job yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I don't. I don't know that I can a hundred percent. Like I, I want to, but I think yeah. that's the thing with God. If I could understand who God is completely, like it doesn't really make him God, does it? He makes him only just the same smart yeah. as me, and I don't want to. I don't want to <laughs> worship a God that's the same smart as me. Like that's, that's a terrible God. So I don't know that I a hundred percent can or know how to do that. But I think there is definitely. Um, links and overlap mm. and the Venn diagram, you know, God's there in the middle of Old yeah. Testament, New Testament. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I don't know. Give me, give me the expert. <laughs> uh, well, I'll, I'll give you the expert answer by quoting other experts because <laughs> that's the way you do it. Um, I, I love what the Bible project uses their tagline. Yeah. Uh, it's a unified story that leads to Jesus. Yeah. Right, right. And I think that is where you see God in the Old Testament far more, um, 
or far less, should I say, the smitey um, sitting up in heaven on a rock with a button type of God. Uh, Because it's it's leading to a, a... a crux, if you like, of a decision moment. A, well, literally a crux, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, <laughs> a cross even, yes. Yeah. Um, and the New Testament is the outflowing of that, right. that, that sort of moment in time where that, that, that the Messiah comes. Yeah. And so I, I think in, in some ways, because, and, and if you take that further to say that it, it, it's a unified story that leads to Jesus, in some ways the old test, the New Testament has to run backwards. Yeah. Um, yeah. In the as we get towards Revelation, Revelation is still pointing back yeah. to Jesus. Yeah. And, and a lot, mostly pointing back to the Garden of Eden. This is the way it was oh, meant to be. Yeah. I mean, that's yeah, that's, that's you know, cool. I never thought Genesis one would feature far so, but, much past Genesis two, but yeah. to discover that you know Revelation is the reverse of Genesis one, basically. Yeah. All right, I reckon, um, all right. Here's here's a question that just occurs to me for everyone, and I'm going to try this. What happens if when we're reading the Old Testament, we read it through the lens of Jesus, and when we're reading the New Testament, we read it through the lens of the Old Testament? So if you were to read the New Testament well, I don't, I don't, like an Old Testament I don't, I don't know Hebrew or Jewish, um, <laughs> so it would be, it'd be tough for me to read it like Jesus. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, even even yeah. simpler, What and I think we just touched on what happens if you read the New Testament from the, from the standpoint of Genesis, of the Garden of Eden? If you're standing in the Garden of Eden reading the New Testament, it would make an enormous amount more sense. Yeah, I think they'd have a lot of questions about technology and things like what? There's this round thing that you can push yeah. along and it, yeah. a, it's called a wheel. What? <laughs> yeah. Like, and why are you wearing clothes? Yeah, what's going on with that? Let's get yeah. wine. Tell me more about that, please. <laughs> Aiden, thank you so much yeah. for coming in. Thank you for bending brains and taking the time out. Uh, Songs that changed you podcast drops every Wednesday. Yeah, Wednesday or Tuesday, depending on how organised I am. <laughs> but yeah, you can find it in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever Check you got this one. It, it'll be in the same place. Songs that changed you. It is brilliant. Aiden in the Arvo. We'll see you on the radio. Thank you, sir. Thanks, guys. So, what do you reckon? We'd love to hear what your questions might be and what sort of answers you came up with. So you can email us, podcast at theoddfather.net, or you can jump onto the web, theoddfather.net, and check all the socials there, and we'll talk to you then. Thanks for your time, and keep asking those questions.